You're about to listen to another Bonversation. Bonversations feature the most interesting and insightful people in the act realm and beyond. Every episode is made possible by people like you who value and support independent media. Now here's your host, JLB. It wasn't a tent, it was this magnificent thing. So this is Bonversations number 38 and today we are talking about war fakery. We've had a few special guests on the show over the years to talk about this topic, but none of them have had quite the impact that this gentleman has in the last couple of years. His channel has been seen by more than 300,000 people have seen this guy's videos, has about 1,500 subscribers on BitChute, and I want to talk about BitChute later on because there are some theories about BitChute. He's been on Fake Gold just plenty of times over the last few months. Fake Nukes Phil. What a username. So Fake Nukes Phil coming to us from somewhere in the U.S., Great to have you on the conversations. Yeah, nice to be here, John. Thanks for inviting me. Now, most of the audience will be familiar with you because you have been, like I said, on Fakeologist and your channel has got some traction. But for those who don't know what you do, tell us about your channel and what you're doing with the Fake Nukes Phil channel. Yeah, I started with the name Fake Nukes because I live here in California and I'm close to Nevada. What got me started was... We had the Las Vegas shooting in 2017 in Nevada, and, and and my daughter was really concerned because my daughter went to a lot of concerts, and I saw that they were, weren't were doing any kind of an investigation on that. I said, I mean, all these kids got killed, and you're not even investigating it. I mean, I mean maybe I won't let my daughter go to any concerts. And, it, and so I started diving into it, and it took me about a year, but then I finally got turned on to Jim Fetzer. And, Jim Fetzer turned me on to these other guys that were showing that all these people were laughing after the event and all these witnesses, and they were using fake blood. The people put fake blood on themselves, and they and they slid into place, and they pretended to be shot. And I said, wow, this is uh, not what I was expecting. I was because I, I went down the rabbit holes of the multiple shooters and the Mike Stephen Paddock was under mind control and he was a patsy and he's he was an MK Ultra victim and, and and so all those rabbit holes I went down but to see that the whole thing was fake and nobody got hurt I mean it, that that opened my eyes to where we are under a Soviet type of a system here where the local police department and the local hospitals cooperated in doing a drill and they tell the media it's a real event that requires a Soviet level of control over all of the trusted people that we thought we could trust in the past. And, I mean, we could never trust the media. I mean, I knew that. But but the police and the fire department and the hospitals are involved, too? I mean, that was kind of shocking to me. And and it, it becomes clear how they control these people. They threaten, you know, they'll lose their pension. They'll lose their job. The, the nurses, they'll lose their degree. Uh, you know, they put up the HIPAA. Thing so that the the nurses can't disclose anything they did that day. If they, whenever they do a drill, they can't tell you what it was about. And that's these are communist type of things put in there that to make it to where they can be quiet about it. And and then I l- looked in and uh, saw that uh, all these shootings are that way, and all these. Uh, so I said, well, what else said they? So that got me interested. It's like, well. Who exactly won the war? Because if, <laughs> I mean, if we are a Soviet-level state like that, well, then who exactly won the last war? And so I started looking into World War II, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it appears that we helped the commies win. I started looking into General Patton, and General Patton was very concerned about Stalin taking Berlin. He said, if we allow that to happen, then, then all of Europe will be communist. And uh, I will hear, I will tell General Patton right here that all of the world will be communist if we let uh, Stalin take Berlin. And so all of America was communist. And that's why General Patton was assassinated, because he didn't realize that his whole country was already communist. And he got himself killed. James Forrestal, the Secretary of Navy, got himself killed. And there was another general, Johnson, that served under Patton. He got himself uh, assassinated also. These are people that. When they got over to Germany, they they learned the truth, and it's like we've been lied to about what was going on in Europe, and Europe was under 
being invaded by Bolsheviks, and that's what the Spanish Civil War was about in the in the 30s, and that's why General Franco was understanding to Adolf Hitler's plight, because General Franco just had to fight the Bolsheviks just 10 years or just a few years earlier, and so Mussolini understood the invasion of the Bolsheviks, and they were liberating Europe from the Bolshevik invasion is what they were doing, and and when I say Bolsheviks, this usually means the Jewish-controlled communists, you know. And so Germany was uh, infiltrated heavily with Jewish communists. And to remove those communists from power basically meant you had to do a civil war. Because these people held all the banks, they held the media, they the newspapers. And that's what Germany was going through, was a civil war to, to expel these uh, these. Um, not all Jews, but just the ones that uh, uh, were treasonous against Germany, were the ones that were loyal to Bolshevism. You know, though those are the ones that were going to be expelled, and and if they didn't leave on their own, well, then they were put in a concentration camp to get some useful work out of them. So I think what the crimes of Bolshevism, what had happened in the 30s, well, ever since 1917, and going on in the Holodomor. I think that stuff was real. I think the Bolsheviks were really killing real people, and they were they were overdoing it. They were really being brutal, and because they needed to bait Germany into going to war, because the whole thing was was to bait Germany, and the Germans are not a warlike people, and so you had to be really bad to bait them into war. And so, and then so after the war, when the Bolsheviks ended up winning. They stopped their gulags. They stopped their, you know, purges, and they've been they've been just mind controlling us. They've been doing what Bolsheviks do. Vladimir Lenin uh, talked to Pavlov, you know, when he was doing experiments with the dogs and getting them to salivate when the bell was rung or something. And then Vladimir Lenin said, "Can you do that to humans?" And then Pavlov was taken aback by that. It's like you want. You want to brainwash humans? <laughs> and, and, and Lenin said, yes, we can make man the way we want him to be. Like he was speaking of us as a different species. It's like, well, Vladimir Lenin, what species are you? Uh, so, yeah, you know, very strange. And that's what these Bolsheviks do. They think of us as a different species, and they uh, and that's what these events are about. It's very anti-human uh, agendas. And so... Yeah, that's who rules over us, and the people, uh, the gates of Auschwitz were opened, and the inmates now run the asylum. And I and I can see in a lot of these events where the imagination comes from Auschwitz. If you're f- familiar with the survivor stories from Auschwitz, they tell a lot of whoppers. A lot of a lot of their stories are real crazy, and none of them match. And and that that's what these media events are. They're really crazy, and they're insane, and it's it's from the same imagination. And so. I've been covering, before the Gaza thing happened, I was covering the Lahaina fire that happened in Maui, and it looked strange to me, well, because after researching all these fake shootings and all these fake bombings, I've learned to look for the dead bodies. If they don't show you the dead bodies, well, that means it's another fake show. And so at the Lahaina event, well, that we had thousands of cameras there on Maui. And nobody took a picture of a single burn victim. It's like, wait a minute, we should have people with skin hanging off. We should have a s- severe burn injuries. I called the hospitals on Maui, and they were operating normally. They they were not overwhelmed. They, in fact, they said, if you want to make an appointment, we're, we're fully staffed. Because the national news was saying that the hospitals on Maui were overwhelmed, and and they were kind of fighting against that narrative. Because it was hurting their business. It's like, oh, no, we're not overwhelmed. Come on, make an appointment. It's like, well, I'm in California. I'm not going to really make an appointment. But I just wanted to know if you were busy or not. <laughs> and so that you answered my question. Thank you. And I recorded those calls, and I put them on my channel. And we should have photos of dead bodies in the ocean because all these witnesses said that there were, there were bodies floating in the ocean. I was like, well, where are those photos? I mean, what? I know you had a phone on you. I know you could have taken a picture of it. No pictures of the bodies floating in the ocean. No pictures of any injuries. And so, so it became obvious that what they did in Lahaina was they just burned an empty town, except for the animals. The animals didn't get the memo, and so that's why we 
we did have some photos of some burned animals, but other than that, you know, we didn't. There's no burned humans, and so anyway, so that was interesting for a while, and then uh, then the Gaza thing happened, and on this Instagram channel, they started posting all these videos from Gaza. Now they they were showing us dead bodies from Gaza, but it, if you look closely at these videos, it's like they well a lot of them were fake blood. You can tell when somebody paints some red stuff on their face. A lot of, they were using gray dust, and these babies looked rubber. They were holding these babies in the air that were supposedly were crushed by the buildings. And well, first of all, none of them had any broken bones. Uh, these babies were just kind of flopping around with no. You can't see any trauma that caused the baby to die. And they were giving CPR to some of these babies, and you could tell it was a rubber baby. And uh, it's like, what the heck is going on here? And so I've been posting almost up to 400 just short clips from Instagram. I mean, these are uh, videos coming straight out of Gaza. And, I mean, come on. I mean, they're they're being used to stir up sympathy for the Palestinians. But if you look at them, it's like they do the opposite. It's like these people are in on it. These people, this is a stunt. This is, none of these videos are real. There's. Women doing fake cries. I mean, they're literally holding the corpse of their dead son or their dead daughter, and they're not crying. I mean, any parent... You see, I'm a parent. See, if I was holding the corpse of my daughter, I'd be bawling my eyes out. I wouldn't be looking for the first camera to go do a political speech. It's, it, it's insulting, in fact. And people, and people tell me, Phil, well, they just act different over there. They're a different culture. And I was like, no, not every single parent. Every single parent is acting the same way over there. They're holding their dead child, and they're looking for the nearest camera to go do a political speech. I mean, that is not what would happen with every single parent. I mean, it's just, it's so, yeah, it's laughable at this point. And I kind of post these videos in a in this laughable, sarcastic way. It's like, here we go again. So this is the war in the Middle East. and. Ever since the Jews moved into the neighborhood, what, back in 1948, the whole Middle East has been a Hollywood the, uh, studio production show. And and we should expect that because the Jews are the ones who invented Hollywood, right? And so it shouldn't become a shock to us. But yeah, I went back and looked at the King David Hotel back in 1946, I think it was, and 90 people were killed and 100 50 people were injured, but if you go back and look, there's nobody, they don't have any photos of anybody injured or anybody killed, and Israel claimed responsibility for that. They, they immediately, it's sort of like 9-11, where they immediately wrote the event off as terrorism, and so therefore they didn't have to investigate anything, and that's the excuse they gave at the King David Hotel. They said, oh, well, the Jews already admitted to it, so we don't have to investigate anything. We don't have to take pictures or nothing. We just say, hello, it happened, okay, goodbye. Like on 9-11, they started carting away the the wreckage the very night of the event, and that's because the FBI had determined it was a terrorist attack, and so no investigation needed to be done, and so all the evidence started getting carted away the very night. And so that's insulting. They've been doing this same stunt, well, since Abraham Lincoln, even. They, they told us Abraham Lincoln was assassinated in a theater, and then they didn't take any pictures of it, and they said, oh, it was a terrorist attack. Never, We don't have to investigate it. Uh, Mary Todd Lincoln came in and said, I don't want any shutterbugs in here taking pictures of stuff. And so it's like, and so that explains why we don't have any pictures of the crime scene, of Abraham Lincoln's dead body, of the John Wilkes Booth dead body. We have pictures of nothing. I mean, the United States government can't even prove a crime happened because Mary Todd Lincoln went in there and said, I don't want any shutterbugs in here. It's not your decision, Mary Todd. You know, a huge crime happened and we need to document every single aspect of it with with cameras, you know. And so whenever they, whenever they pull this stunt, you know it's a fake stunt. And so they did the same thing with the Lincoln assassination. They didn't take a picture of damn nothing. At the USS Maine in 1898, the uh, U.S. Navy blew up a ship in the Havana Harbor. They told us that 270 sailors got killed, and they didn't take – well, they took pictures. They 
they took a lot of pictures, in fact, of the of the main. But in all those pictures, you don't see any sailors floating in the water. It's like, well, wait a minute, where where are these two hundred and seventy sailors you said were blown off the ship? And you only see the sailors in the water on the on the cartoons, on the artist renditions of the U.S. Maine blowing up. You'll you'll see the sailors flying in the air, but that's the cartoon. In the real photographs we have, there's 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 not a single picture of a single injured person. Nobody got hurt, and so they blew. What the Navy always does, they blow up an old ship and they get a propaganda stunt out of it, and that was the the lead up to Pearl Harbor. They, they did the same thing at Pearl Harbor that they did at the Havana Harbor. They just blew up some old battleships that they weren't going to use anymore, and they told us the Japanese did it. The Japanese were nowhere near Hawaii. And then people say, well, Phil, the Japanese admitted to it. I was like, no, they didn't. The Japanese never admitted to it. In fact, we had a media blackout, so we couldn't hear nothing that was coming from Japan at the time. And what we did was we put their family members into jail. That was the internment camps in America because uh, we didn't want the family members to spread the rumor that, hey, we were nowhere near Hawaii. And so... In order to silence that, we had to put all these people into jail. And that's exactly what happened. And the Japanese never agreed with the American version of World War II. It wasn't until 1994 that the Japanese finally admitted, okay, we'll we'll agree. They had to wait 50 years after the war for that generation to finally die out. The generation of Japanese that actually was there and saw what happened, they had to wait for them to die out. And then the... It was, they finally admitted that, okay, we'll agree with your version of World War II. And that's because the Japanese have been a conquered country for so long. They just they, they have no fight left in them, and uh, they've just been brainwashed. And that's what we've done to Germany also. So that's a good place to pause it there. You know there was the interview with Putin and the Fox News guy. What's his name? It was yesterday. Help me out here. You know yeah, the guy? Tuck- yeah, Tucker Carlson, yeah. Tucker Carlson, yeah. So I haven't seen the whole interview, but I watched the first few minutes. And apparently Putin spent the first 30 minutes giving a history lesson about uh, Russia. You've heard about this? Yeah, I saw the first few minutes myself. And I saw him going into his history lesson, yeah. Yeah, well, you've just done the complete opposite. You've just spent five or ten minutes telling us basically your whole story from how you got involved in this alternative research, going through all the different events or the major events that you've covered. It usually takes me a couple of hours to fill my little notepad while I'm writing notes as the guest speaks. I've just filled an entire piece of paper. So let's go through this just bit by bit, just to recap yeah. what you've spoken about. So you got involved in this alternative research years ago. I think you mentioned the Las Vegas shootings, and that was 2017. Is that right? Yes. So prior to that, you still believed the TV? You thought it was mostly telling the truth? Or prior to 2017, you were still pretty much a, a normal person, if I could put it like that? Yeah, yeah, I voted for Trump in 2016, and because and because Trump was saying he was going to go against the fake news, see, I knew that the news was fake, but I just didn't realize how fake it was. I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize the level of fakery. Yeah, and I think most Trump supporters understand that the news is fake, that but they just don't understand the the level. It's a, it's like you don't, you have no. I, I mean, Donald Trump was all involved in that Las Vegas shooting. He was totally involved. It's like he's part of the fake news. I mean, it's uh, – yeah, so it's quite shocking. Yeah. And just to recap, so 2017, there's this Las Vegas shooting where Stephen Paddock opened up fire on the crowd at the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival, and he supposedly killed 60 people. So it was yeah. quite a big deal at the time. So you started looking into alternative ideas, I guess, at the time. You mentioned Jim Fetzer. So you started listening to Jim Fitz around that time. Yeah. Yeah, because I, well, I went to – because I didn't have internet skills. I didn't know how to navigate the internet. So I went to Facebook, and I joined a couple uh, Route 91 uh, sites, you know, uh, survivor sites. I thought I could get the truth off Facebook. And, uh, and they were just leading me down these rabbit holes, you know. And, and then I think it was from there that somebody dropped me a, a link. He said, hey, you know, there's this one guy, Jim Fetzer, who says that nobody died. And I said, that's crazy. And he gave me a link, and it, it led me to 153 News, that web, that website. And so once I got to 153 News, I started looking around, and it's like, oh, wow, there's, there's more than just Jim Fetzer. There's these other people that 
are saying that nobody died either. And, and they were pu- putting up these videos of these people that were laughing at during, you know, these witnesses that were laughing. And I said, wait a minute. It's like, I, none of the people on Facebook showed me this. And so I started, so, and I spent, you know, the first two, then, then after that, I spent like two years on one, five, three news. And I was just in the comment section and, uh, we, we had, a a shooting in California called the Saugus High School shooting. It happened in 2019. And some guy came into 153 News and said, you guys are, you guys are, are monsters. People died. How could you say that this was fake? And, and so I was, I was just laughing with him and I was just telling him how, how it's uh, obviously fake. And he actually got my information and he followed, he stalked me. He went to my doctor's appointment and he was, he took a picture of me while I was in the waiting room at my doctor's appointment. He was Jewish. He said he wasn't Jewish, but he was. He he left a message on my phone in his total Jewish voice, and uh, he really went nuts when uh, when I told. Oh, because I told him I said I live in California myself. Because he was he was in the comment section saying I was there. I live there. I I know what happened. You guys don't know what happened. And I and I told him I said I live there too. I live right next to Santa Clarita. And so he got mad at me because. I was threatening his I was there narrative. And it's like, <laughs> and so, and it really triggered him. And so then after that, you know, I figured I was just bashing my head against the wall at 153 News. And, you know, Jason Boss never allowed me to post my videos there. So I went over to BitChute, and BitChute allows me to post my videos. And I think because Jason Boss thinks that secret Nazis rule the world, he, I mean, he says that. The Holocaust was fake, but he still thinks that the Germans secretly won the war, and it was and it's secret Nazis that run the world. Like like Werner. Isn't that one of Alex Jones's things? Doesn't Alex Jones sometimes say that the Nazis rule the world? Yeah, I think that's part of the Alex Jones stick. So anyway, let's just go through these top points. So you were yeah. you were living close to this Las Vegas shooting. You're somewhere near Nevada, so yeah. you got into listening to Jim Fetzer. That got you to uh, news no one five three news dot net. You learned about the fake victims. You said that for a little while you went down the rabbit holes of the multiple shooters or the MK Ultra alternative theories. And these are these used to be very popular. I don't know if they still are, but what would happen was there'd be an event and the mainstream would say there was this lone gunman, some crazy guy, whatever. And then the official conspiracy theories would be, oh no, there was multiple shooters, or yeah. the shooter was MK Ultra or he was on SSRIs or something like this, those yeah. are kind of like the fake rabbit holes, right? Which a lot of us do get stuck in when we first get into this stuff. At some point you realized, hold on, maybe it wasn't multiple shooters. Maybe it wasn't an MK Ultra shooter. Maybe there was no shooter. And that's why the supposed relatives of the dead people are laughing on camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And, so it, and, and that's the most logical is because... The most logical is it just had a, a group of like 50 people, crisis actors, that, and they pulled a stunt. And that would explain all the anomalies that we saw. That, that explains the lack of investigation. That explains the mixed messages we got from the, the police chief. It explains the, the nurses at the hospital that were doing a drill. There wasn't a single speck of blood on the floor. and that, So it explains all the anomalies, and it's the most logical. It doesn't require any fancy you know, mind control or I, you know, they were telling us that they were you know, the black helicopters that were flying over Las Vegas. They were sending a, a radio beam into Stephen Paddock's head and ma- making him, you know, pick up the gun. And it's like all these crazy, I mean, th- those theories aren't logical. And, uh, but what's most logical is that it's just old fashioned stage fakery is what it is. And, and then, but most people get stuck because it's like, that isn't lo- logical to them because it's like, then they have to, and they have to face the fact that we can't trust our police department. We can't trust our fire department. We can't trust our local hospital. And they, and most people don't want to face that monster. They uh they just want to just re- most people just don't want to think about it. Plain and simple. I mean, I ask everybody's forgotten about the Las Vegas shooting, and it's like, well, how could you forgotten about it's the, it's the worst mass shooting in American history, and it just happened right, you know, kind of close to me in Las Vegas. I mean, all my friends go to Las Vegas all the time, and it's like. And you don't care about that? I mean, how, how do you know it's not going to happen again when you're over there visiting Las Vegas? You know, oh, I don't care. 
And it's like, you know, the people around me just don't even care that the event wasn't even investigated. It's like, every they've got us. I think they've got everybody brainwashed to where we just have short memories and we just only care about the moment. And people get angry at me when I say that the media is lying to us about Gaza because they, they want it to be real. They want it. They want the war to be real. And uh, I'm taking away it like a teddy bear. And they get angry, and I got—I I say I got good news. You know, the, these babies aren't dying; these rubber babies are 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 just fine. You know. Well, we'll come back and talk about the fake wars because to me, it is a white pill. If nuclear bombs are fake, and if these wars are fake, this is good news. Why would people get mad at you or at me for trying to spread good news, guys? All of these deaths on your black monoliths on your screens—they're not real. Don't mourn them. Everything's going to be okay. This is good news. But a lot of people get very angry. So we'll come yeah. back to that. But I've got yeah. a question for you, fake news, Phil. And this is for all the listeners all around the world here at Bombersations.com. If we say the name Stephen Paddock and this Las Vegas shooting, in your mind, what is the first image of the perpetrator that comes to your mind? This is a question for everybody listening all around the world at Bombersations.com. Stephen Paddock, what is the first image of this guy that comes to your mind? Let's go to Phil, fake news, Phil here with us. What's the first image? Obviously, you've uploaded a ton of videos about all kinds of topics, and this is the topic that kind of got you into the alternative scene. So you've probably seen countless images of Stephen Paddock. But do you remember the popular image that was doing the, doing the rounds, as it were, pardon the pun, when he was first in the news? What image comes to mind for you? Yeah, it was an image of him in the bar, and he's holding uh, like a shot of liquor or something, and he's got the tattoo 13 on his neck. And he's a he's a white male. He's a white male, and, and it and it reminded me just like Timothy McVeigh because I remember when the Oklahoma City bombing happened, and Timothy McVeigh was supposed to be the quintessential white male. It's much like Anders Breivik in Oslo, same exact thing. All these people are uh, Brendan Tarrant down in New Zealand. These are all tailored to put a bad light on the white male. The, especially the Derek Chauvin when he had his knee on George Floyd's neck, which was just so ridiculous. Yeah, and what's his name? Derek Chauvin, as in the white male chauvinist. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit too blatant, isn't it? Yeah, so it's always risky when I ask the guest a question that we haven't uh, planned ahead, and I was hoping that you would give the answer you did, because that's the first answer that came to my mind. That image of him with his eyes closed, holding yeah. a shot glass of some kind of uh, liquor or something, and some of that version, some of that image, some versions have his, what looks like an Asian girlfriend or something as well in frame with him. Yeah. That's the first image that comes to mind. So what I did was I Googled Stephen Paddock just while we were speaking to see what are the images now. Now they've got a whole bunch of different images. They've got images of him from when he was younger, I guess. It almost looks like a mugshot. Maybe he'd been arrested previously. There's all these different images. But sometimes some of these images are still that classic Stephen Paddock with the closed eyes and the, yeah. the liquor shot. And that's what comes to my mind. If you said to me, Stephen Paddock, yesterday, before we organized this interview, if you said to me, Stephen Paddock, what do you imagine? It would have been that image. And so the reason I'm asking you this and asking the listeners to think about it is, I think these images get burnt into our minds. Now, some of us can come back and revisit the story and notice some problems with the story. But for the average person, fake nukes feel, I think once the story is put in their mind, that's more or less how they're going to stay. This dude who was out drinking with his Asian girlfriends, decided to shoot up a bunch of people at a music concert. And that's as far as they'll ever go. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and uh, and they do these manifestos, okay? Now, Stephen Paddock didn't have a manifesto, but uh, Brendan Tarrant did, and Anders Breivik. Uh, Robert Bowers, who shot up the synagogue. And the Unabomber. Let's not forget old, yeah, uh, yeah, crazy yeah. old uncle Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski, who, who was held in the same wing with Timothy McVeigh, but... We know that neither of them were in jail. These people go to the special wing at the federal penitentiary that nobody can visit. And, oh, just trust us, they're in there. That's where we put the the worst of the worst. Or actually, that's where they put the fakest of the fake. Because these people don't actually go. Anders Breivik is not in prison right now. Neither is uh, Brendan Tarrant. Neither is uh, Aunt, uh, Robert Bowers. All these people are actors. They go to fake trials and they go to fake prison afterwards. And, oh, they released, that's what I was going to say. They released, five years after the Las Vegas shooting, they, the FBI finally released the motive. And you know what it was? I mean, it's so predictable. 
they said, we discovered that Stephen Paddock had been researching white supremacist websites before he went on his rampage. That's what I was like, well, it's, it's so predictable because that's what they said about Timothy McVeigh. That's what they said about uh, Brendan Tarrant. All these guys, John Ernst that shot up the synagogue here in San Diego. All these guys left a manifesto. It's, uh, Peyton Gendron, who shot up the top supermarket in, in New York. It's the same thing. It's the with the manifesto with the great see the great replacement is real but what they're doing is they're they're smearing it in all these mass shootings by saying oh th oh this guy believed in the great replacement that's why he went in there and sh and just killed all these people so i don't believe everything is fake the the war is real as far as replacing populations and and they're able to do that without shooting bullets they're able to uh, manipulate birth rates and change populations just by sheer propaganda in the media, and uh, and I'm seeing it here in the uh, American Southwest where we have a, a baby boom of Mexicans. I mean, they are just having five kids per couple, and it's and and, and it's we're northern Mexico now. This I I live in northern Mexico, and the whole desert's going dry because they're drinking all the water. It's because the desert wasn't wasn't designed to sustain this huge population. So anyway, but the baby boom is real, but it's not on our side. It's they are they are manipulating who has all the babies. And um and they don't have to fight real wars anymore. This is how they do it. Well we've got a lot to talk about, my friend. I've got at least forty dot points of different things that have come up so far. And what I like to do with the guests is try and find out how did they become whatever they're doing now, whether they're writing books or in your case with YouTube channels or BitTrue channels or running websites, what was the part they get here? So there's this event in 2017 with Stephen Paddock and his shot glass and his Asian girlfriend and this kind of thing. By the way, did you know that according to the official story now, his father was on the FBI most wanted list as a bank robber? Yeah, that was one of the original pieces of information, yeah, that they let out. And yeah, exactly. It, it, the story's too fantastic, yeah. It's an incredible story. So the next thing, so I'm just going back through the notes I've got from, uh, you know, your first um, monologue, shall we say, introducing yourself to the audience. So you decided or you determined that the U.S. was under a Soviet level of control in America. The fire departments and the hospitals are in on it. You started to question who exactly won the war. You say it appears as though the U.S. helped the commies win. You mentioned yeah. General Patton, who spoke about Berlin. You said he was assassinated, which isn't the official story, so we can come back to that. You mentioned the Bolsheviks, they're Jewish controlled. The only way to get rid of them is through civil war. Uh, not all Jews, just those who are loyal to Bolshevism. I am going to upload this. I do upload the first part to Podbean, which is a publicly available service. So if my Podbean channel gets kiboshed for discussing these things, it's been a hell of a ride. Let me tell you that fake nukes feel like they're using Podbean. Okay. I've been with okay. them since 2016 and they've been oh, good okay. to me. And I've said, a lot of, I've said a lot of controversial things. My guests have said controversial things usually i save the really juicy stuff that's too controversial oh. for the second hour which i host separately but this is in there now so this will be uploaded to podbean i don't think they'll kibosh me but if they do we'll know why so we'll come back and talk about that you say that you think the holodomor was real here's the thing i get guests on the show we don't always agree on everything i have a different opinion on the holodomor so we can come back and talk about that you mentioned how lenin spoke to pavlov as in Pavlov training the dogs with the bells to salivate. You say that you think the Bolsheviks, let's just use that term, they think of the rest of the people as a different species, which in their language, they do actually have a word for those who are not in the in-group. They call them the Goyim, Yes, kind of translates to the cattle. And again, that's more of a second hour kind of conversation. So that's just one half of the dot points I've got. You mentioned that the inmates are now running the asylum. I think most of us can agree with that. The stories from Auschwitz are crazy. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, are you familiar with a guy called Eric Hunt who released a documentary called Spielberg's Hoax, Last Days of the Big Lie? Does that ring any bells for you? Yeah, I think that uh, that's great. I think Eric Hunt did a great job. Yeah, and, and, and uh, Spielberg did all of our work for us. He interviewed all these people. And, it, and it's like, well, thank, thanks, Spielberg, because uh, – it actually worked against him because Spielberg wanted to get these testimonies down, you know, before m most of these people died off. Because uh, the vast majority, according to Eric Hunt, the, the vast majority of these 50,000 people told the truth about Auschwitz, that it was just a, a regular mundane 
they just went to work in the factory and they and they would buy some stamps at the commissary and they would you know they had some weak beer at the at the commissary and they had a, a orchestra and a, a nursery and a it, there's only about about 50 only a, like a small handful that describe these horrible events like gas chambers and uh enforcing her to eat the diamonds so she had to eat yeah, the yeah. diamonds or else yeah. this is her yeah. name was Irene Zisplat she had to yeah. eat the diamonds so that the, she, they weren't stolen by the guards and then she would poo the diamonds out and then she would find them in the latrine, wash them, and then go through this process day after day so as to not lose her diamonds. Yeah, and this that's... was in The Last Days by Steven Spielberg, which won an Academy Award as a so-called documentary. And so what Eric Hunt did was he went and found the footage of those same people, the same survivors, their original testimonies, which are still on record, and he found all the discrepancies in their testimonies. And so he shows you, very simple, here is what this person said on camera originally, and here is what they said in the so-called documentary. You can see the problem. Expose the whole thing as a hoax. Yeah. Apart from me and you and some of the listeners, most people have no idea about this. And there's a bit of a sad story about Eric Hunt that came subsequent to all of that. So we'll come back to that later on in the conversation. So where was I? Oh, yeah. So the fires in Hawaii, so this was last year. This was August of 2023. You said yeah. that you made a phone call to one or more of the hospitals. Tell us about this. Yeah, so there's a – well, I saw the, the news story on CNN saying all the hospitals on the island of Maui are just overwhelmed with burn victims. And I said, well, let's find out about that. So I Googled it, and I, I saw that there was two hospitals on Maui. So I said, well, let's call both of them. And so one, the first one said – I can't release that information, sir. Because I asked him, I said, Are, do you have a lot of burn victims? And she's, and so I said, okay, well, I'll call the other hospital. So I called the other hospital, and they said, oh, oh, we're we're good to go. We're fully staffed. And I, and I said, well, because I saw that you were, like, uh, really busy with uh, burn victims. They said, oh, well, that's the other hospital. And, uh, but, but we're fully staffed. We're We're ready to go. So what I did was the the first hospital that was close to the fire, they had been briefed, and they were uh, the 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 girl who answered the phone knew how to just uh, slide off the question. But this but the second hospital that was on the other side of the island, they hadn't been briefed, and uh, she was telling me you know that everything was normal and that they had plenty of room and come, come make an appointment, and uh, so. I said, well, that's not what CNN said. CNN said there was a disaster and the hospitals are overwhelmed. So, you know, I learned that trick from the Las Vegas shooting when uh, uh, Marie Alexis Presley, I think it was her name, she she called the hospitals there in Las Vegas and she was able to get one that said, uh, no, you're, you're referring to that drill. We don't have any gunshot victims. And so, you know, it's just a trick, and we can do it anytime they perpetrate one of these events, and we can call the hospitals ourselves, and we're, we're going to always find a nurse that's going to answer honestly. Usually, you'll find the nurse that's been briefed, and they'll give you the standard answer saying, oh, I cannot release that information, sir. But if you keep calling, you'll always find the nurse that'll, that'll go off script and tell you, <laughs> tell you what's going on. So, you know, that was that was great. And so your theory is that they just burned an empty town. Yeah, yeah, they uh, to build back better. They they're, they're going to build Lahaina back better uh, with your with well with my with taxpayer money. They're going to build it back better and with donation money. Yeah. And th- this is what Joe Biden meant by build back better. And that's what they're doing in Gaza right now. They they're blowing up some old buildings and they're going in like a three-block area, and they're going to build it back better. And they're going to do it with your money. And in the meantime, they're going to get a propaganda value out of it. And they've learned that it's more profitable to them to fake the war. Because when you you do a real war, you have real casualties, you have real collateral damage. But if you fake the war, well, then you can actually control which buildings get destroyed. And so you'll destroy the ones that need to be rebuilt anyway. And you can actually and you don't have any angry family members demanding justice. It's a, it's just a whole lot easier for them 
and they can make just the same amount of money on a fake war as they do on a real war. So why why do a real war? And so th that's what's – see, this is uh, – Adolf Hitler made that speech, the war profiteers, and and we're seeing the war profiteers advancing to a high level. They've learned that it's, it's better to not do the real war. It's better to just fake it, and they, and they can churn up the war profits on both sides even more by faking it. Well, let's move on to the war in just a minute. First, with this yeah. Hawaii fires, I'll confess I didn't really look into this one very much. Again, this is August of last year, so we're talking about six months ago. You mentioned how some of the animals might have been burnt. There was some footage of burnt animals. You mentioned how the animals didn't get the memo that this is a fake fire or a fake uh, major event. According to the official story, over 100 people died in this event. Do you believe any people died, or do you think the entire number is fabricated? Uh, well, yeah. I haven't seen anybody injured and not even hurt, let alone dead. And and, and then the, the number keeps changing because we had, uh, once again, we had these Instagram videos coming out of Lahaina and they were saying, there, we have thousands of people missing. You know, I call that the hysteria media. And they keep telling you, oh, uh, Tim O'Keefe was part of that. Remember Tim? He was the guy that opened up the Europa series in part one. He's got the he's got the eye the eye drop tattoo on his eye or the the tear or or Ken O'Keefe isn't that his name Ken O'Keefe Ken O'Keefe he was the guy who had a some kind of business relationship or personal relationship with Max Egan and then they had a falling out I think that's what comes to mind if you mention Ken O'Keefe to me something to do I could be way off here listeners if I'm wrong let me know in the comment section but. I seem to recall, and I was never following this closely, that Ken O'Keefe and Max Egan were working together on some kind of project. They raised some money. There was a problem, a falling out, allegations, hints and accusations. I think yeah. that's what happened. In, in between hours one and two, I'm going to look it up. I could be way off base there. I could be confusing people, but I think that's what's happened. Anyhow, we're fast approaching the end of the first part of the call, where what I try and do is give the guest a chance to tell us all about their work. So let me just go through a few more dot points. So... Moving on from the Hawaii thing, you looked into this Gaza event. You believe they were fake videos and a lot of your uploads. You have more than a thousand. Did you know you've got more than a thousand videos on your channel? And you've only been yeah. running it for four years. So your upload rate is tremendous. You have uploaded a lot of stuff there, my friend. Yeah. You know, uh, to be fair, a lot of them are like 20 second videos that I get off Instagram. But uh, I'm just pummeling, I'm pummeling it home because all the, if you watch, these 20 second videos from Gaza, you begin to identify patterns and they're, uh, they're doing the same thing in a lot of these videos. And so, but yeah, I, sometimes I put up like four or five of those 20 second videos a day. And so that, that, that is kind of artificially inflated by my count, but I do comment. I do rants. I do commentaries. I, uh, I share photos and I, and I expand photos, and I and I show the viewer what to what they're not seeing in a certain photo, or what the photo should be showing, but it's not showing it, you know, and stuff like that. And so, yeah. Well, thanks. I I have been uploading a lot. I have to tell you, I haven't seen all of your uploads. I only found your work through Fakeologists. So once again, hat tip to Fakeologists. I found some good people's work through his website, and we can talk about that later on in the show. But I found your work through him some months ago. And we do have lots to talk about. But in this first hour, I wanted to find out from you, how did you first find Fakeologist? So I found your work through Fakeologist. I want to know, how did you first find Fakeologist.com? Yeah, he found me on the on the bit shoot. He, he's better at computers than I am. Me, I got my hands full just with my bit, bit shoot channel. He, uh, he's got his hands in like all these other, he's got his own site, and then he, he navigates all these other sites. He, you know, he's he's a natural me, it, I can master one site and maybe a little bit of Instagram or something. But you know, I'm not. Once I start getting into too many different sites, I get too. Uh, my brain stops working. I I could go into Google and I can find, I could find photos, like when I watched the Hellstorm documentary, and they showed me all those photos that I had never seen before from Dresden, because. Why didn't I was wondering why didn't they ever show me these photos when I was in school when when they were teaching me about World War II I I never saw these pictures of these 
uh, raped girls and these uh, burned civilians. So I said, do do the Allies have any pictures that even compare with what the Germans have? The British should have some photos of some dead civilians from the Blitz. They claim that the Germans were dropping incendiary bombs on London and Coventry and Kent. It's like, do do the British have any pictures of dead, burned children and burned women? And and I can't find any. I, I, I can't find a single damn one. And... And if anybody can find me a photo of anybody hurt from the London Blitz, then please send it my way. And then I said, well, can the Americans uh, provide any photos that even compare to what the Germans have from Dresden? And so I went to, I went to Pearl Harbor, and it's like, I found like five photos of dead people, and, and one of them was supposedly a dead Japanese pilot. But all of them looked fake. All of them looked like just somebody just laying down for a picture. I mean, the, those pictures from Dresden are very graphic and and very uh, shocking. Uh, none of the okay. So what you're referring to? Sorry to interrupt you there, man. So you're referring to yeah. Hellstorm, a 2015 documentary which was directed by Kyle Hunt, who I yeah. used to listen to Renegade Broadcasting. Let's say religiously, I would listen to his show every week. The Solar Storm, it was called. It was through his work that I found Janice Barcelo, and her work had a huge influence on me back in the day. So I've got a lot to say about that, including something I discovered about all of that just yesterday. So the timing of getting you on for the show today is almost synchro-mystic. And I'll talk about nice. all of that in the second part of the call. But yeah, you're talking about Hellstorm. And now this is another area where I think you and I might disagree. I personally am very skeptical of all of the stories of atrocities of World War II. You seem to think that some of what happened to the Germans was real. We'll come back and talk about that. But just going through this chronology here, so you started looking to Gaza. You believe some of the videos, which you've uploaded again, you've uploaded all of these clips to your own channel, which I'll link to in the show notes. You think some of the babies, this is in the Gaza stuff that escalated last year, of course. You think some of the babies look like rubber. Some of the women are fake crying. You believe these people are all in on it. You mentioned that you're a parent yourself, that you would never respond that way if your child had been killed in this kind of uh, environment. You mentioned that the chosen people moved into the Middle East back in the 1940s. They control Hollywood. All these things that I normally don't talk about in the public material, but let's see what happens, fake nukes, Phil. I'll upload this to Podbean this first hour. And like I said, they usually don't kibosh. I've never been kiboshed by Podbean, so I don't think this one will be kiboshed. But if it is, well, say lovey. It's been an amazing journey, man. I got this Podbean back in 2016. So <laughs> eight, seven or eight years is a pretty good run. That's a lot better than I expected to last on this platform. Yeah. So then you then mentioned, I've had to go to a second page here, you mentioned the King David Hotel. That was in the 1940s. You're talking about the attack in like 46. Yeah. So in other words, if I'm understanding this properly, you got into this through the Las Vegas shooting, then into 153 News and the idea of crisis actors and so forth. You started looking into this, then eventually you started looking into the fake wars. Then it sounds like you've decided to go back through history and see when did the fakery begin or how much has been fake. You mentioned the USS Maine, which I've never even looked into that one, but that's the late 1800s you're talking. You are now looking at events from more than 100 years ago, and you've come to the conclusion that they are also fake. Yes, yes. And they're doing it the same way 100 years ago as they're doing it now, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned, as if we haven't gotten controversial enough in this first part of the call, the Great Replacement. You say that there is a baby boom, but it's of Mexicans. You now live in northern Mexico. And the, the Mex- and the Mexicans are drinking all the water. So we have, we have a lot to talk about in the second part of the call. But what I try and do, what I try and do is with the first part is make it all about the guests. Who are they? What do they talk about? And for me personally, the most important thing is the chronology. So I think we've worked out the chronology here. You're doing all of these videos, uploading all of this content. Somehow Ab the Fakeologist finds your work. He gets you onto his show. That's where I hear about you. I make contact with you. And finally, we're doing this conversation number 38 on February 9, 2024. In the second hour of the call, there's a few things that you've mentioned that I want to come back and talk about. Some things we agree on, some things we don't. I think we can have cordial disagreements uh, where necessary. There are some topics that we haven't even spoken about in this first hour, but I want to ask you about to do with the broader, some people call it the truth movement. Some people call it alternative research. There's different ways of conceptualizing it, but this corner of the internet that we're in, it's my contention that once you start putting content out there, you see a different side of people and you get a different opinion of what's really going on here, the meta elements. I want to talk about that with you 
and so much more. That's in the second hour of the call, which is available to members of Bombersations.com. But for those who are not members of Bombersations.com, they can't afford to join or they just don't want to. For whatever reason, it's not a problem. There is an incredible amount of content waiting for you at Fake Nukes Phil's BitChute channel. And there's also 37 Bombersations. The first parts are all available publicly as well. So even if you can't listen to what myself and Phil are about to talk about for hour two, there is tons of content waiting for you at both Bombersations and at Fake Nuke Phil's BitChute channel. So I'm going to give him the final words for this public upload. Big thanks to the people who do support Bombersations.com and all the people out there who support independent media, whether it's my website, Abdefakeologist's website. If you do support independent media, good on you, because in the meantime, the mainstream media is filling people's heads with all kinds of nonsense. And the only way that people can question it and get the idea out there is through independent channels, which is what we're trying to do. So here is Fake News Phil to round us out for the first hour of Bombersations number 38. We'll be back in just a moment, but for the public upload, Fake News Phil, tell the listeners more about your channel, where they can find you, anything else you think you should leave them with before we move on to part two. Yeah, just go to BitChute and type in Fake Nukes, and you should get it should bring you to my channel. And if you live in Europe, well, you're gonna it's gonna show blocked, and so you're gonna have to get a download a VPN. You can get a a browser with a free VPN from Opera or something. But yeah, I'm I'm banned in uh, all throughout Europe, so but you can bypass that with a VPN. So, and I don't know why they ban me, but we've called and they won't respond and so i guess i'm controversial but so far that's the only site i'm on i, I posted a couple videos to odyssey but i don't get much traction on odyssey so i just stay on bitshoot definitely recommend uh checking out the second hour and uh it's not all doom and gloom we got a, more good news for you it's all fake you've been listening to Bonversations. We appreciate and thank all of the supporters who make this possible. Now have yourself a lovely day. With regard to nobody died, nobody got hurt in these wars. How dare you? 